Welcome to the Ether. Today is Wednesday, February 16th, 2022. This episode of the Ether is brought to you by WeFund. WeFund is a community crowdfunding cross-chain incubator on Terra, and it's the first launchpad that implements a milestone funding release system to protect investors. All money raised for projects is deposited in Anchor Protocol, and it's refundable, and all decisions are based on community voting power. WeFund is community-focused and designed to be a user-friendly experience for both project creators and investors. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and join the Telegram for more information. Links are in the show notes and check them out online at WeFund.app. This episode of the Ether is also brought to you by Orbital Command, a community validator on Terra dedicated to educating, expanding, and promoting the lunatic community. Take advantage of their Terra Luna Intel report on Telegram, which brings you the hottest news and updates on all things Terra each and every day. Find it using the link in the show notes. You can also support their community efforts by considering them next time you're delegating or redelegating your Luna. Find out more at orbitalcommand.io. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. Today on the Ether, we have part one of a two-part space, Cosmonaut Boot Camp, IBC Gang, Cosmos, and the IBC Basics. Let's take a listen. Just started a little early today to get some stuff pinned. We'll let some people trickle in, obviously. But how we doing, Sanka? Glad to see you. Who's on the uh, Cosmos Spaces account right now? Is that you, Gaines? Are you at work? Yeah, I don't know yeah you... I'm listening, though. Thanks. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Gaines, let me know if there's anything in particular you want pinned to the space for Discord Telegram otherwise. Um, I'm looking at the Spaces page right now. We'll begin in just a moment, by the way, everyone. Timmy, if, uh, if I need something, I'll just uh, DM you in Telegram into the top yep. but no you have you have the room man the room is yours cool sounds good all right so thanks everyone for pouring in see a couple new faces which is always the goal but shout out to all the returning people mayor tricky actual actually always good to see you guys um yeah so for anybody that's new um this is something i'm going to be trying to run around every wednesday at this time to just serve as like a a non-focused discussion um just in that you know we're not gonna dive into any topics or have interviews with people i just want it to be a resource for anybody to come ask any kind of questions um i'll try and bring some sort of like basic material to like kind of take a look at each day just to or each week to kind of fill in the blanks like today i was thinking we might take a look at luna a bit um i know a lot of cosmonauts that are maybe somewhat familiar with the cosmos haven't dipped into luna too much um but in general uh and 
if you're here from the beginning, like a couple of you here might be, you might hear me say this a lot throughout the evening. So apologize, apologies for being a broken record, but just feel free to request to speak at any time. Like no question is too stupid. Um, sometimes I also get kind of tunnel vision on these things. And like, if you DM me a question, I won't even minimize my Twitter space and like look at it. So definitely feel free to just come in, pop or pop up, request to speak. Um, yeah, and with that being said, um, if you are at all like totally new to the cosmos, I don't know, we have kind of a small room so far as more people trickle in, I'll say this again. We have some really good like just super basic material pinned at the top of this page, uh, top of this space. Um, one is a link to a channel that I've kind of partnered with the Smart Nodes Delegator. It's their channel, Smart Nodes, but I make all the videos. It's just a bunch of basic content, like getting your first wallet set up, staking Atom, um, anything like that. And then the other is just kind of a big PDF or Google Docs link, whichever you prefer. That's kind of an overview of all the super basics. So, you know, uh, overview of all the different chains, sort of the best ways to get uh, into the ecosystem, how to do your first sort of staking, all that sort of stuff, um, and a little bit of technical breakdown on like what the cosmos is. But hopefully that's what these spaces are going to be for too. Um, that's something else I might talk about a little bit today when uh, Degenerate shows up. He's like become a regular here. He's someone who was a big Ethereum head, and we've recently converted to Cosmos, um, and he's just like such a amped to learn type of person and early today in, in a twitter thread he was like you know i'll be honest i don't really get what tendermint or the cosmos sdk is yet to be honest and i was like i got you come to the space tonight um so that's sort of the vibe here mayor how we doing glad to have you up here need, an, need another voice to balance me out <laughs> <laughs> hey i'm doing all right um just uh just got settled in so uh Timing, timing worked out good for me tonight to uh, be able to be a part of it. And um, yeah, I, I was kind of wondering, did, I, I think a couple people were listening. There was a couple other spaces um, earlier today. There was the um, the fireside chat with Cosmos. And then I think wasn't, um, what was the other cast? There was two, there was two of them today. Two I, I saw the fireside one. Uh, there was a shade one. Oh, it's from the lab. Oh, yeah. Duh. <laughs> Osmosis did one. Yeah. Did Did you any of you happen to pop into the uh, stash? I said shade, but I meant the stash one. They were like doing a little AMA with a project they're onboarding that was pretty interesting. It's like a. a I was not. A, I was not able to. I got to listen into the Osmosis one for a while. Um, and then there were so many going on this afternoon that were good. Um, Jack Dorsey was doing one also. It had like 7,000 yeah. people in it. <laughs> but um, I love what's happening on Twitter right now. It's it's like crypto Twitter is just like really just... Spaces are awesome. Yeah. yeah. Spaces, <laughs> yeah. The only thing spaces need is maybe, and I don't even know if I really want this, but some kind of maybe chat section. Um, but I, even that, I don't know. They're, they're kind of just perfect for what we need, aside from the technical issues. Like, you know, this might crash yeah. on me at some point tonight. And if so, I'll get another room up just as a heads up for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Well, for for just a few people listening, Osmosis is like the main decks that's really just firing off right now within the car. It's not the only one, but it's it's one with 
a lot of the most liquidity happening right now. And Sonny was on that uh, that spaces today and talked about it a little bit. And then the the, the fireside chat I think started at noon, and that that was some some deep conversation about the Cosmos Hub and you know going forward um, with uh, Cosmwasm. So yeah, if anyone has any questions about that stuff, you know, there's a lot of uh, great um, information we can go over. Like just for my story a little bit, you know, I've kind of been focused on Cosmos for about a year. And, um, you know, the number one thing for me was getting off of uh, Coinbase and uh, getting into, um, you know, a self-custody wallet and, you know, putting actually putting my tokens to work. And, you know, I've told these guys a couple of times, like I was just lazy last year and I missed out on a lot of stuff. But, um, you know, it, it is a big step getting it off of uh, getting it off of Coinbase or a centralized exchange. But um, just from listening to a lot of what's going on within Cosmos, I'm just really excited about this space right now. But for, for a new person, it's hard to understand Cosmos is different than any other ecosystem because, you have the Cosmos Hub, but all the other chains are independent level ones. And it, it's hard to wrap your mind around just the independency and the freedom that all these other chains have. But if you listen to some of the devs, you know, they, they built it that way because they knew they wanted to be the Internet of blockchains. They wanted to be a an ecosystem where chains could speak to one or share tokens with IBC. So it goes a lot deeper than that. But that's just a general overview. Yeah, honestly, you always remind me to of the like good basics to start on, like just to echo you, like first step in getting into this ecosystem. I'm thinking based on rooms pretty small right now, I can kind of glance at everyone. Most people probably aren't holding their coins on an exchange, but if you are, there's really just a wide number of reasons to get it off. Um, and if you're wondering how to like make that first step, I would look at the pinned tweet above that is a YouTube link and go to the Atom staking tutorial and just watch the first half. It'll show you how to set up a Kepler wallet. Um, or if uh, you want to do it on mobile, there's one for Cosmos Station as well, which is like the, I think of as like the big mobile app for the Cosmos and then Kepler being the big desktop app. Um, so that's definitely your first step uh, is get coins off an exchange, self-custody. And then once they're in your private wallet, they're your keys, your coin, and that's sort of where this room comes into play in theory. Um, it's like, what are the next steps? Like, why did I just do that? What are the benefits? And like, and like Mayor was saying, I guess I should always, yeah, touch on just like how Cosmos is different, like why you might want to make that step. Um, and like he was saying, a bunch of different independent chains as opposed to, you know, different applications on one chain, like with Ethereum. Um, and what that allows for is horizontal scaling which just means like we don't have to build the ideal perfect blockchain that doesn't exist yet. We don't have to like hope that something will come out of beta where everything can be processed on one chain. We can just make more and more chains that can talk to each other so seamlessly and like efficiently that it's almost as if they're one big chain. It's a, it's a network of chains, the internet of chains, the internet of blockchains, a la Adam. Um, and what allows them to like talk to each other so closely um, is this thing called IBC protocol. And it's where we get our little name IBC gang, and you'll see IBC thrown around a lot. And it stands for the Inter-Blockchain Communication Protocol. And it's just something that's like baked in uh, 
or not necessarily baked in, but it's it's a way for blockchains to talk to each other um, that works at like a much lower level than something like the wormhole bridge, which was recently hacked between Solana and Ethereum. That's like built on top of the chains. I, I'm gonna distill stuff to layman's terms. I'm not a developer. I would do not do it justice if I tried to describe the specifics, but the best way to think about it is uh, the bridges that we kind of put under scrutiny are ones that are like built on top of chains as like secondary applications, like the one that connects Ethereum and Solana. But the way that something like the Cosmos Hub, which is where your atom will live if you send it from somewhere like Coinbase or if you do the private wallet setup, it'll live on the Cosmos Hub chain. And then if you want to interact with Osmosis, which is the DEX Mayor mentioned, and that is right now the primary DEX of the Cosmos, at least for, yeah, for all intents and purposes, um, you would have to transfer your Atom from the Cosmos Hub to the Osmosis chain. And that would be done through this IBC protocol that just works at like a lower, deeper ingrained level with the blockchain and the infrastructure as opposed to the wormhole example. So we get a lot of security there. We get a lot of benefits, just like if something does happen, like a transaction fails, you get your refund, including the transaction fee. Um, and it's just little things like that. Uh, I don't, I've never seen anyone actually lose money in an IBC transfer or have anything go wrong that didn't work the next time they tried it or whatever. Like people will get scared they've lost funds sometimes, but People always just be like, just wait. It, it might take up to an hour or two, depending on what went wrong, but you'll get your refund. And that just like speaks to the kind of deep redundancy that's built into the system here. Um, so yeah, that that's my two minute Cosmos pitch. Always nice to have that. Um, yeah. yeah, and it's 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 really like not even a refund because like the transaction never goes through from what I like, I guess. But... Yeah, that's a bad word for it. Is that <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, it's it's how it should work almost, right? It's yeah, how you the, think it's yeah. perfect, perfect system. Yeah, but hey, one thing, if everyone could try to share the space real quick and we can try to, you know, get more people in here, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thank you for saying that. It feels weird shilling my own space, but always nice. Um, and also specifically, uh, like our weekend spaces are awesome. I'll shill those with pride any day. Um, but these ones like aren't necessarily for everyone and that's fine. Like if people dip out at any point, cause like, you know, you're like, okay, this is, you know, the basics. I know all this stuff. Like that's kind of to be expected. What I'd almost more so ask is, you know, those people you're trying to convert into crypto or maybe they're on another chain. You're trying to convert them into cosmos, like send this their way. Be like, you just like, if you're interested, here's a taste of like how to get started. You know, the basics, the overview. Um, cause as awesome as some of our other spaces are, I'm sure, you know, if someone foreign to the cosmos joins in the middle, it might be interesting, but like, what, what is being talked about here? <laughs> um, yeah. Hey, Timmy, one thing I want to talk about, yeah. you said, you mentioned, you want to talk about Terra and Luna a little bit. Um, that'd yeah. be, that's great. I think that's a great topic. It was actually mentioned during the cosmos, um, the fireside chat, which was, is, is held by the the cosmos hub and i think they were doing when they were doing question and answers um they someone they brought someone up and this person was was talking about um ust and they were talking about stable coins and they were they were saying it sounded like the person asking questions was a little new to the cosmos and they were saying you know is ust like the 
stable coin and and they hey. and and they they kind of said well no there's there's several other stable coins within cosmos there's not one designated one but it's like by far overall and all ust it has is used probably like it's 99% more than any of the other ones i just i just thought that was funny yeah no that's that's a great point there's like i could think of you can think of quite a few stable coins in the cosmos if you really stretch your imagination. There's one native on Kava. There's a couple throughout mm -hmm. very, on Secret. We have USDT and USDC technically. Mm -hmm. Terra Luna, which we'll we'll cover this, doesn't just have UST as a stable coin either. Um, it has currencies that track multiple different countries. Fiat. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. The, the reason I brought that up is because you know, like I. I didn't spend that much time on um, like Ethereum and Polygon, but the time that I did, um, like I messed around with USDC and just the gas fees just to move like $100 of a stable coin were ridiculous. And it just really turned me off. Like it's, it's when I finally decided, okay, I need to really start using the tech and, and just start using the, the um, self-custody wallets. Like I was messing around on Polygon because everyone was like, oh, Polygon's so much cheaper. But just because USDC is an ERC-20 token, like you're still paying crazy fees. And, and I think that's a, a lot of times people get turned off, I think, if, if, if they're not doing it the right way. And I think that's why like Terra Luna just blew up last year. Like, yeah, so many people are using Luna right now as a stable coin. I think the um, it's it has eleven billion, it has eleven billion dollar market tax market cap just the stable coin. Yeah, it's crazy. There's and and I guess the reason I mentioned I might want to touch on it tonight is because it's just it has some because it is such a dominant player at the Luna ecosystem. It has some sort of air about it that it's like its own thing, and some people don't even realize like it's part of the cosmos. Um, and I definitely think that's that's a mistake. Like I look at it as our marketing arm and our stablecoin like producer. Should their system work out and like everything works in the long term, like that's its role within the greater cosmos. And there might be competition for stablecoins, like you mentioned, and you know something might dethrone it, but like it's as crucial a part of the cosmos ecosystem as as any other chain in my opinion what's up degenerate hey hey how you doing man hey am i crazy or did you say your name's jake no my name's That's, not jake. <laughs> no okay i think that i think i'm thinking of the artist here on twitter like dgen jake who does like cool <laughs> nft stuff but how you doing man Oh, not too, not too bad. I, I just realized this morning that on like uh, top 10 crypto coins, like five of them are uh, IBC. I think it's like Terra Luna or sorry, Luna, uh, the UST, DRO, uh, Cosmos, or maybe it's top 20. Yeah. Cosmos is like, I think 20th or 21st, but and B and uh, B and B. That's like the craziest thing. I never knew B and B was built with like the, until you guys said it, that it was well, built. Yeah, so it's crazy. Yeah, if you look at like the top 25, I don't know off the top of my head, but like there's, you know, a good number that are IBC chains, but then there's an even bigger number that are built on the Cosmos SDK or like similar infrastructure or tenderments. So like Polygon, Matic, the side chain to Ethereum is built using our tech. 
And there's like a couple instances. I don't know if Kadana's in the top 25 right now. They're kind of their own. They are their own thing for sure. But what they use at their core is something called Kadana Mint, which is a modified version of Tendermint. And so like at a low level, at the very least, you're starting to see like so many major chains using, you know, the infrastructure that's been built here first. That's crazy. <laughs> me and my me and my buddy got in uh a little bit of a argument because he's a big soul guy and i i was kind of poking fun at him saying like i don't know how you can like support a chain that you have to be like oh it's so good like when it's running <laughs> <laughs> but and then he he's all touched i'm trying to get him into this space he's like you haven't done any research blah blah it's like i'm like well i'm like talking to guys that know what they know about the chain he's <laughs> like, saying that to you that you haven't done research yeah, he's like, you haven't researched, like, you don't, you haven't even researched Adam and Cosmos. I'm like, I don't know, I sit in spaces. Has like, he? <laughs> no, he hasn't. <laughs> I, I, and I, he's basically, he's like, well, like, you're kind of in like an echo chamber to say, like, uh, basically saying, like, since I'm always in like IBC and Adam spaces now, that like I only hear good things about Adam and bad things about Soul, so that's why I'm forming my opinion, and I'm like. I'm thinking you must be in some sort of your own echo chamber if you like don't see the problem in blockchains just like randomly shutting down for a couple hours. <laughs> Dude, it can definitely go both ways. Go ahead, Turkey. No, I was just saying that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, it's like to an extent, I yeah, like we are an echo chamber, like to the extent that any community with like a similar interest is, and that should definitely always be kept in note, especially in a new broom. I'll say. You know, no one up here is experts in anything. Um, we do, you know, I'll have like good investments in this. Take take everything with a grain of salt. But I've also just been in a lot of a lot of us, I think, have been in crypto for a while. And it, we didn't like start with Cosmos. And so it's not that it's the bias of like, oh, well, that's like that's what I've bet on. It's like what we've arrived at. And it's just the best we found. Well, yeah. <laughs> There's even been pay people in your spaces that are like devs from Seoul that are like, oh, you know what? Like I've moved over to Cosmos now because X, Y, and Z, right? Have you ever heard of someone in the Seoul community being like, yeah, I just came from the Cosmos? <laughs> no. yeah, yeah, that's what he was just saying. Yeah. Like, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think, but I think like the biggest thing is that, you know, when somebody thinks about Adam that's from the outside, they just think of the Cosmos Hub and what they first see on YouTube and CoinGecko and guys, yeah. you know, video. But like what they don't understand is like we're betting on a whole ecosystem, not just one chain. You know, we're betting on all of these chains to succeed. And that's the difference is like they're betting on one chain to kind of rule them all. And we're betting on a hundred to thousands of chains ruling them all, well, you know. And that's the thing like even if you just search the stats up it says like atom can process like a thousand transactions per second soul can pr process like fifty thousand or something like that which i don't even know how true that is considering like it doesn't even have that much volume right now in the grand scheme of things and it's already having issues but uh that said like even if soul is 50 times faster like atom could just branch out into 50 chains and all of a sudden yep. problem solved <laughs> exactly because that's yeah, the thing with each chain's application specific. Like it's not like Solana or Ethereum where you build everything on top of there and then you're all sharing throughput. You know, everybody has their own chain, their own, you know, entrance into that all of that throughput, and then they just communicate with each other through IBC when needed. You know, so Adam doesn't ever have to worry about having to take all of the transactions from all the chains. 
because each chain is going to be doing all their own stuff. It's funny too, like what I'm really big on playing devil's advocate and just seeing both sides and that stuff. So when you made the echo chamber comment, Jake, I was kind of quick to be like, you know, like we were in our own echo chamber to an extent, but actually now the more I thought on it, one reason why it's kind of different is I'm, I'm not like an Adam maxi, right? I'm not an Osmo maxi. There is no actual product or investment that I think that's not what it means to be a cosmonaut. Like, it's been a meme since the beginning of Bitcoin, you know, the rich Indian man in a bajillion gold chains in it for the tech. But like cosmonauts kind of are like we find these awesome investment opportunities and stuff because of the tech. But when I say I'm a cosmonaut, it means I like all these different projects, all these different chains, all these different what like I'm not a maxi except for the tech that works. Like, and that's sort of the difference, actually. I'm just realizing it makes me feel a lot better about this echo chamber because it's it actually is a little bit more like pure in terms of like what we're valuing. Oh, a hundred percent. And that's why I said like, even that, uh, I forget what that girl's name is that, that like comes into the space every now and again. Uh, but she was talking kind of like, Oh, I was developing on soul. I've been developing on soul for a while. And I, I've just like found like cosmos is much better and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, in the grand scheme, and the, and the other thing too is when it's it's like, oh, you haven't done your research, and it's like, well, because he likes to sit and read like a thirty-page article, whereas like, if I'm like, oh shit, I don't know what tendermint means, I'm like, hey man, like, <laughs> hop in a space, hey, can you just run this by me for like five minutes? And I'm like, I don't, I, I don't, it's just more efficient for me. I, I take information better, like just talking and and asking questions than like reading, sitting and reading a fucking article. <laughs> Dude, amen. Perfect segue. We've got, you know, a couple more, quite a few more people trickled in here now. So I'll just remind like the everyone that the purpose of this space, like request to come up on stage, ask those questions. Like there are no dumb questions. This room is meant for those like basic things where you're like, oh, like I don't want to bother someone with this. Like let us help you get set up. And beyond that, because crypto inherently deals with money, even if you're in it for the tech, like let us help you get comfortable before you do anything. That's sort of my main, like, let me help you understand what you're doing, any risks, like what's actually going on, how to do it safely. Like everyone's kind of worried about sending their money into the void if they do something wrong when they're new at crypto. And like, that's kind of what we want to tackle here. So at any point, like, uh, you know, even if we're in the middle of a conversation, throw up a request to speak, we'll, we'll get you up here and just wait till we kind of get to a breaking point. But any and everyone is welcome to come up. Um, yeah, and with that being said, um, did you have more degenerate, or if not, I could start talking about Luna a little. I was gonna say, uh, yeah, if you want to just kind of break down, like, like I said, I kind of saw the term tenement and like SDK, and oh, stuff yeah, and I know it kind of is kind of about the software what? Adam's built on, but I don't know, like, if you want to elaborate on that. Yeah, the, the yeah. SDK is software development kit. So it is, it's a way for developers to easily build a blockchain from the ground up. And Tendermint, from my understanding, if you guys can help me out, like that was the name of the, the, the core team that, that started. And it was, that was the name, that's what they decided to name that the, the, the basic software. Is, is that correct? Uh, yeah, like in essence, yeah, definitely. So uh, they, they're like two separate things though, for sure. Um, 
So Tendermint is the technology running at the lowest level of all the chains in the cosmos and a couple other chains, like, like I was mentioning earlier. And um, when, you, when you mentioned that earlier to Jenna, I was like, all right, let me brush up. Let me brush up on my shit a little bit. Like, well, we can go into this a little. Um, so it, for a little context, like, because this will help like explain what Tendermint is versus the Cosmos SDK, which is kind of the two things in question here. Um, and I will heavily preface this by saying I'm not a developer. I've been like into the tech side of blockchain for a while. So like if anyone wants to come up at some point, call me out. I know we actually have a couple people in here right now that I know are more knowledgeable than me. So feel free, but I'll try and just speak in the general terms that I'm sure of. So what kind of makes blockchains as we know them like special and by as we know them i mean since bitcoin is not the actual like blockchain technology that's been around for a while it's the permissionless and decentralized part where like random people all over can anonymously run nodes and like agree on stuff and the big like challenge that satoshi kind of tackled initially was this thing called the Byzantine generals problem. Um, and that's like a pretty complicated thing. We could go into it. I have like tabs still pulled up because I was brushing up earlier. If people want, feel free to like come up here and be like, wait, go back into that. But to sum it up, it's, it's a problem that asks if you have a bunch of different generals that are trying to communicate with each other through messenger, how can you like make sure that some bad actor generals, some generals that might want to lie or be traitors, traitors probably the best word for this example, can't like corrupt the majority by sending their messages and like uh, putting out a false plan of orders for an attack. This is this like problem that's always existed. Um, and so it plays into the blockchain because it's how can all of these nodes all like autonomously talk to each other, whether they're miners in Bitcoin's case or validator nodes here in the cosmos and for proof of stake coins. How can these different entities like talk to each other and have a software automatically kind of keep in check that even if a couple of them submit either false information on purpose, like they try and uh, attack the chain by submitting false transactions or they just go down for a while that it like won't corrupt the entire chain that it can keep running flawlessly and so when you look up tendermint one thing you might see a lot is tendermint bft like that's the text name and that stands for byzantine fault tolerance so at, like the lowest level of a blockchain uh the type that we care about these decentralized ones the like super important security tech is the byzantine fault tolerance system and Tendermint has kind of uh, created an all-in-one like solution for doing that in a proof-of-stake environment, uh, which is why, or, yeah. And so it's like the core infrastructure of what makes a blockchain like tick and secure. And then the Cosmos SDK, I'll touch on, but Mayor, you got something? Well, I was just going to say the the Byzantine fault tolerant, it addresses the the one of the three of the trilemma as far as with blockchain technology, because with blockchain technology, you have security, scalability, and decentralization. And some chains have, have compromised on decentralization to be able to scale, which is 
all well and fine. It's like we're we're not haters on Solana here. You know, it, it's all fine if, but when when you're dealing with Solana, that's what you're. They decided to scale and be able to do transactions a lot faster, but they compromised on the decentralization part. And with Cosmos, you have between 100 to 120 different validators, and those validators are, are the ones that are securing the network and and producing the blocks. And so that's that's what you were getting into a little bit as far as the tendermint part of it. It's like yep. that that all that deep down stuff, and some people don't want to go this technical, but it's good to know it. It's like the reason Cosmos is different is because they're using that software and they don't compromise as much on decentralization, but they figured out a different way to do scalability. And that was to just to have more than one chain. You know, the reason Ethereum has scalability issues is because it's one chain, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And like in, in that's a perfect example. So like in its current form, like a Tendermint based chain, I don't think will ever, or in its current form, so I shouldn't say ever, doesn't have the raw throughput of Solana. Like it's, it's compromises. It chose to be a little bit faster for the sake of these other two things, security and decentralization. So is, um, is that kind of what happened then? I'm assuming with uh, Binance Smart Chain as well, like, because it's not a Tendermint chain, is it? It's just, S, it just uses SDK software, if I'm correct. Think of it like the whole, um, every square is a rectangle, but not all rectangles are squares. Anything that's using the Cosmos SDK is built on Tendermint. Um, but there are also some projects built on Tendermint that aren't using the Cosmos SDK. But so Binance Smart Chain, since it's using the Cosmos SDK, is also a t running Tendermint at its core. And what they've done is kind of interesting. I really don't know the technicals here. I've just read comments in like developer forums and stuff from people who are developers and griping about it. It seems like in their own way, one of the reasons they're not connected to IBC is because they have also sacrificed a lot of decentralization for the sake of scalability. So they're like running almost a tweaked version of what, what tweaked and older. They're not nearly up to date with like all of the releases for the Cosmos SDK and stuff, but they've kind of taken the tech and gone a Solana route with it. And because of that, they've, at least for the time being, like sacrificed IBC, but I don't know if they even see it as a sacrifice. Who knows? Yeah, but they definitely sacrificed decentralization. Binance Smart yeah. Chain is not decentralized. I don't know how many validators they're running, but I, I'm it's I'm sure it, it can be looked up. But you know, once again, back in two thousand or back in you know twenty nineteen and twenty twenty, <clears throat> everyone saw that Ethereum was going to have scalability issues, and so you know they they compromised on decentralization, and you know. A lot of a lot of that was it's like they saw what was going to happen with NFTs and they're like, we have to be able to scale, you know, and so they took a different route. And so it's it's like when, when people say it's like, hey, we're, we're still really early and there's different stuff being experimented with. Then, yeah, that's totally true. That's what's happening. But, you know, I think Cosmos ecosystem is in a really good position. And this is what a lot of us, you know, kind of shout out a lot, a lot here is it's like it's so early that you know, there's going to be so many newer blockchains and technologies that they're going to want to be able to inter intercommunicate and be interoperable. And so the go-to default right now to for preferably is, you know, 
the Cosmos SDK, you know, polka dots doing a good thing. You know, they're, they're going to, they're going to have pair of chains and side chains. We're not haters on polka dot either. You know, they saw that, that chains need to blockchains need to be able to talk to each other also. So, you know, it, it's just, it's good to know the tech and it's good to understand it. Yeah, for sure. Just because I'm thinking about it and I'll forget, um, on my most recent pinned tweet for this space, uh, all the way to the left, is a link to the Cosmos Faces Telegram we have spun up. Um, you can see my co-host here for anybody new in the room, it's Cosmos Faces. Um, definitely give them a follow to stay up to date on all of these sorts of things. We have like four of these per week now. So you'll have Friday, Saturday, Sunday one to pick from especially once you get a little more, get your hands dirty. And then this one to keep referring your friends to and coming back for the basics or, or just to chat because who doesn't love the IBC vibe, right? Um, so yeah, join the Telegram too for that community just for you know updates on everything. And also just, uh, again, the IBC vibes. But so to continue a little, um, so that's like Tendermint deep at the core. It's the nitty gritty stuff. I'm sure a lot of people listening got lost in my Byzantine stuff. I'm sure I explained it horribly too. But luckily, that's because that's sort of what it is. It's the under the hood, nitty gritty stuff. Um, and then the Cosmos SDK is an SDK, like Mayor was saying, yeah, is a software development kit that is just described as like, I bet you the definition's more elegant than I could put it. Um, it's like a kit of tools for a developer that can like jumpstart you on a project in a certain niche. So, you know, there's the Android SDK. That's a bunch of tools to like, rather than coding from scratch, get you like right up to date with everything, drivers, languages, packages that you might need for Android. Cosmos came along and built on top of the Cosmos SDK, um, the, or sorry, built on top of Tendermint, the Cosmos SDK, which is like, I don't want to say it's a like click and deploy blockchain because it even gets easier down the road with something called Starport, but it's all the tools you need to make your like own totally customizable sovereign blockchain. Um, then the, the next layer, just to touch on it, is Starport is like even beyond that. Like you don't even know how, need to know how to code to spin up a blockchain with Starport. If you guys wanna just Google that, play around, that's something cool to look at. Um, but so yeah, projects ranging from, you know, Luna to, um, honestly, I would refer everyone to zoneofmaps.com. That's like just a great resource for all the different sovereign chains that are in the cosmos, IBC connected. Um, mapofzones.com. Um, and that's just like, I'll check that every now and then be like, oh, there's three new chains here or something. It's just, it's kind of amazing to see the growth. But I kind of want to real quickly go back to you, Degenerate, because you kind of inspired this little spiel that was hopefully helpful. Was that helpful? Any other like kind of questions on kind of tendermint oh. cosmos sdk how those things fit in yeah i i think that was like super helpful like yeah it's it's definitely a lot to take in i think I, i'm gonna start needing to t bring a notebook to some of these but uh but yeah i think i think that kind of covers i mean more than the basics of kind of how, how rather than a notebook everybody should give terra spaces a follow um I don't know if I want to invite them on the stage because I know they said they might not be actually here talking, 
but they are just like they just like record every space that they go into um, and so you can go and get recordings of this and a lot of other awesome twitter spaces on the like link in their bio and so you know if you want to go back and break down my little spiel there there's a great resource to do so um yeah so shout them out like that's a ton of time and they just they just do it in their free time they told me so give terra spaces a follow it's the mushroom with X's on the eyes. It's at TerraSpaces.org if you just want to find it that way. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then one of the big questions that a lot of people have is then how does the token Atom retain its value? Or what is, it's one, one of the biggest critiques of the Cosmos ecosystem is it's like they, <laughs> they designed it to where what what utility does does Adam have? As you know, it's like a lot of other tokens. They have you know ways to generate revenue through usability. Adam, number one, you you it stakes it and it secures the security. But then you're, then people are like, well, it's security for the hub. But you can build a sovereign blockchain aside from that. And example, you know, Binance Smart Chain or you know Terra the Terra ecosystem. So the the biggest critique is what gives Adam its value, and the the genius kind of behind it is is because as the ecosystems grow, not all blockchains are gonna are gonna want to communicate with each other. You know, like if the eco, once the ecosystem grows up to 500, 600, 700 blockchains, they're gonna they're gonna want to be routed through the hub, and they're that's how. If I understand correctly, that's how Adam is going to be used to even have more more value. Does that sound right? Yeah, I think there's like a couple interesting things in the work for Adam that have to do with like the uniqueness of this Internet of Blockchains that we have going on and like things that would only make sense for a use case here in the cosmos. Like one thing I try and kind of summarize to people when describing Atom is I'll be like, you know, it's not a layer one like Ethereum where you'll build smart contracts on top of it. In fact, what it is, is actually like wholly unique to the cosmos, uh, especially what it's trying to be. Um, I can definitely dive deeper into that, but I want to give it away to Ekez. Yeah. Maybe a little more knowledgeable. Can I can I say who you are too? Because yeah, it's, it's I'd, not I'd a, love to shout you out. Secret. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just don't know. I feel like Spotlight, but this is the man that uh, co-founder of DowDow. I guess you'd say co-founder, one of the big major players behind DowDow and now Dow Up. So yeah, shout out you, man. Thanks, awesome He's a wizard. Hey guys, yeah, I think just I wanted to add something to that like value of Adam thing is, um, you know, you have these IBC assets, and effectively, you know, the, the way those works is you can send a token from a chain like Juno to a chain like Terra, or a chain like Juno to a chain like Stargaze. Um, an interesting feature of those is that you can't send, if I sent a IBC token from Juno to Stargaze, I couldn't send that IBC token from Stargaze to another chain. Um, and that's a lot of what I think the importance of sort of some sort of hub in this system is, because you need some centralized place to collect those IBC assets. Um, otherwise, you kind of get in this mess of like, oh, I've transferred here, I can now, I can no longer in another transfer and i think adam has a well might have a role in linking these chains together in, a, in sort of a technical way um yeah just because it 
in theory, you know, we, we might have a lot of new noobs in here and I'd be happy to do this, but you might do it better. Like, do you want to go into that a little more? What he's touching on is an upcoming planned feature called interchain routing. I guess that has like a couple names as do features. Um, yeah. So just for people who are like totally unfamiliar with that. Yeah. Maybe like break it down a little. Yeah. So this is something So like Dow Dow Dow's can hold IBC, it's called IBC. Um, they can hold these IBC assets. And the way that IBC works is effectively you have these these th these machines or groups that are similar to validators called relayers, and a you know in order to send a asset from one chain to another, you'll have a relayer that's connecting those two chains, and on the sending chain they'll generate a proof that the asset is locked, and then on the receiving chain it'll see that proof that the asset is locked and lock that in. And so there's effectively a chain-to-chain -chain relationship. Um, this makes Adam useful because if you have, say, if I wanted to go from Juno to a different chain, one way to do that would be to have, you know, this N squared, this huge number of relayers where Juno is connected to every other chain. There's a relayer for every other chain and I can send everything. Um, but that's not terribly feasible. And that seems like perhaps a waste of, waste of resources um, another way to do that would be to make have this hub like sort of you know, this spoken wheel and so if i wanted to make this ibc transfer i could you know i could send my asset to adam and then from there i could reach effectively any other chain in the ecosystem via these relayers and so that sort of one chain to one chain nature of the relayer makes that having a hub in, sort of improve that ux yeah um, and like for clarification, he we're we're imagining you know in only a year or two, let alone ten years, how many chains there might be connected in the cosmos. Like when he talks about you know Juno having a relayer for every chain out there, that could mean having you know five hundred, a thousand different independent relayers. Um, and imagine if you're a new chain starting up, right? You're small, like you're not going to have a whole ton of support. You're not going to have a thousand different relayers willing to do stuff for you. But if you could send your transactions to the Cosmos hub and then it gets sent to the right place from there, then you only have to connect to the Cosmos hub. What's up, DJ? Um, so I know like, so right now when I'm like, let's say moving Stargaze to Osmosis or something, like I swap it through the Osmosis hub or, or sorry, let's, let's even say like, uh, stargaze to Juno, I'll swap the tokens uh, in Osmosis. Um, is that the only way to get through at this time? Like going, swapping it on a, on a, like a DEX and then sending it back out to Kepler? Or is there a way to just go like straight across? Uh, yeah. Straight yeah, across, think... wait, like from where to where? Mine. So what's your, your, your starting on, let's say, Stargaze, right? And where do you want to end up? Or let's say I'm starting on like Stargaze in my Kepler wallet and I want to move it to Juno. Like I would have to go through a DEX for that, right? No, um, so. Yeah, you, you have to go through it. Like, so there, there is a relayer between Stargaze and Juno. So you can directly do IBC transfers between Stargaze and Juno. But if there wasn't, like Timmy is saying, if there was, you know, if you're a new chain, then, then you'd need to go through that hub to get to Stargaze. So for some of these, I'm almost just making an extra step at this point by like throwing it 
osmosis. You're pro- you're probably yeah. more, you're more comfortable using osmosis, so you're probably just doing it the way you know the the easiest way, and that's. So actually, I I actually might have mistaken what you were saying when you said like you wanted to get it to Juno. You meant like turn it into Juno, not just get it onto Juno chain, correct? No, I think what he's saying is is just like transferring it. Like you're doing it right to generate. Like when you do when you go to a Dex and deposit it in your wallet that way, that's just like a super easy user experience way to do it. Yeah, Um, you can do that same thing through the Kepler wallet and actually transfer like any token to any chain. Um, But to get it back to like its original chain and be able to use it. In its original form, it all depends on its route. So, like, if you want to use an asset on JunoSwap or Osmosis, it has to come from its native chain. You can't like send it to Stargaze, then send it to yeah. Juno. It won't work like that. So, here, let's let's use an example. Actually, I one thing Twitter Spaces could add that would be amazing is like a streaming function. I'm looking at map of zones right now, and so like, yeah, let's say you have uh, stars on Stargaze. You and you want to send it to osmosis. There's like two different ways you can do that that are doing the exact same thing. One, you could go into your wallet, whether it's like Cosmo Station or Kepler, go to your Stargaze, uh, your Stargaze chain wallet, and somewhere next to your like send button, or it's kind of different whether you're on mobile desktop, there'll be like a IBC send button, like two options, a normal send and an IBC send. Um, send would just be like sending those stars to another wallet on Stargaze. IBC send would be like, I want to send this to another chain. And so there you could put in your Juno wallet address and do like, that would be a manual IBC transfer. You could do that through your, your wallet, whether it's Kepler or Cosmo station or, or sorry, I said Juno, let's say osmosis. You could put in your osmosis address. Or you could go to Osmosis, go to your Assets tab, click on Deposit, and pull your stars from the Stargaze chain to Osmosis that way. It's doing the same thing, same transfer under the hood. Osmosis just made this really nice user-friendly way um, of doing it. But let's say you mess up like I did in my example, actually, and you send Stargaze to Juno, even though you want it on Osmosis, like you meant to send it to Osmosis. your star stars tokens are still safe they're on osmosis registered as like an ibc asset but you can't transfer those stars from juno to osmosis at least not right now you'll have to first send them back to the stars blockchain and then to the osmosis blockchain because of just like technical stuff on the wood i'm not even sure if relayers don't necessarily support it but that's like best practice right now and so you can see that, you know, imagine we have 100, 200,000 chains. Like, you have to have direct connections between every chain, um, at least in the current model. And so that's where the hub comes in, where a chain could just connect to the hub. And one of the hub's main goals that it focuses on is having a shit ton of relayers to connect to all the other chains, which is something other chains don't want to have to do and support because that's not their focus. They're not a hub. They're an application-specific blockchain. Um, yeah, that's, that'd be my spiel. Does that kind of break it down? Oh, 100%, yeah. I love examples. I think those are always good. Yeah, I, I could, uh, could be wrong, but... The reason why you can't you have to transfer it from its native chain at the moment is because once it's on another chain it's not necessarily like the same asset so when you try to go to another chain it doesn't see it as the same thing 
Um, so that's where the, the energy and routing is going to come into play and just being able to convert it back to that native asset, no matter where it's coming from. I was going to say for a second. Oh, yeah, go for it. Hey. Go for it. Yeah, jump in. I just want to say um, everybody in the in the chat probably has dry lips, so you should probably lick your lips right now. Is that all you got? Good, re good reminder. I was going to say, so it sounded like when you were talking about, let's say, sending Stargaze to Juno, were you talking about like having stars in a Juno wallet or were you talking about like yeah. the asset to be like Juno? Um, no. So in my example there, uh, I didn't talk about any transfers. I meant the stars token going to wherever. So like, yeah, one of the reasons I like Cosmos Station, I bring it up more than other people compared to Kepler. Like Kepler is a beautiful user experience. It's awesome for like onboarding people. Um, but like Cosmos Station is a little bit more technical. It's another app. So like in the Cosmos Station app, without having to manually add tokens, if you go to like your Juno wallet, you'll see how many Juno you have at the top of your asset tab. And then you'll also see a list of other coins that are on Juno, they're tokens, like the way you might think of an ERC20 token on Ethereum, but they'll have a little like IBC icon on them and they'll be like Osmo, Atom, Lunas, or Stars in my example. So you have like, I guess the kind of colloquial name people have called is like, it'd be IBC Stars, or like that's how wallets refer to it. Um, and so like when you're on Osmosis, every asset that you're trading with there is like representations of their real token on the other chain, but like this IBC wrapped version through the mechanism that Ek has described. Um, except for Osmo, of course, that's a native asset, so it's not wrapped. Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes more sense. Cool. What What were you thinking? I'm just curious because, like, as I, I explain it, you know, again and I, again to people, I was more so thinking like if I wanted to swap stars to Juno um, and like move it to a Juno, the Juno chain, but like, instead of having stars on the Juno chain, just swap my stars for Juno on the Juno chain, whether yeah, on I, Juno swap. Yeah, whether I had to go through uh, osmosis, uh, or if I could just go like straight wallet to wallet and have it swap. Gotcha. So does Juno swap have stars right now? It does. And, and yeah, it okay. IBC. So yeah, you so can actually do that with Juno swap right now. Yeah, so you don't need to touch Osmosis if you want to get your like daily stars staking rewards, for example, uh, into Juno. You could send it directly to your Juno wallet by, you know, one of the methods I mentioned, it would be similar for JunoSwap. You'll go to JunoSwap.com, go to the transfer section on the left, and then just click deposit next to stars, and it'll pull from your stars wallet. And then from there, you can swap it to Juno if you want or whatever. Okay, sweet. It's like, it's complicated. It's one of those things where it's complicated just the first time to wrap your head around it. But then when it clicks, especially if you've played with other chains, you're like, oh, all right, it, it makes sense. Especially with the way JunoSwap and Osmosis make stuff easy with like the deposit and withdrawal buttons. Is there a, there's an airdrop coming to people that are in JunoSwap pools, right? I, yeah. Some coming up. Yep, I think they took their snapshots. Um, maybe the there's another one coming. They snapshot it on the 13th for LPers, and I think it was the 7th for um, stakers. Yep. I LP'd a bunch on the day that they announced they like snapped it. I wonder if I was before or after the, 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 the block. I, I couldn't take myself to 
put it into an LP on uh, on Juno Swap. I'm making too much on Osmosis right now. <laughs> That's uh, fine. Yeah. I bet you it's nope. gonna be a nice airdrop, though, man. It wouldn't have been a bad idea. I'll I'll say this: keep an eye out for like the first day that Juno Swap gets rewards. As soon as that goes live, like just take a peek at it. There might be some pretty high APYs at first. Like if you were around in the first days of Osmosis, which unfortunately I wasn't, but I saw pictures and they make me cry. Yeah, knowing Juno, they won't even let us know that incentives are coming. They're just going to say, hey, incentives are live. <laughs> and so and that'll be like 3,000% APR for whoever's lucky to be in there. And so. if I understand right, I've seen that both Juno and Raw are going to be used as incentives for various pools. So Raw for everything that gets pretty much every pair that'll be approved by governance, but, but almost yep. every is everything that goes on there. And Juno is only going to be for the UST. Uh, Adam. Juno UST, Adam Juno, and uh, Raw Juno. Just those three main pools because those are like the pools that are needed for... Uh, the long-term success of the decks rather than just spreading the Juno out to every pool and not really having that much Juno rewards. To go yeah. So a hey, quick question about Juno swap. So like right now, are they just trying to get liquidity added in because there's, there's no, there's no APYs right now. Is that correct? The last time I looked. Yep. Yeah. That's the rewards we're talking about that are coming soon here. Okay. Everything you see on there, the, the pretty impressive TVL total value lock that they have with zero rewards or it comes with zero awards like it's kind of awesome it's just the community anticipating and wanting to support the project dude when netta came out just from that time it just exploded crazy like, I think there was like less than five like less than 10 million for sure before netta came out i think it was like less than eight seven or eight and so, i mean like, now there's yeah, also a bunch of like five million <laughs> yeah so now there's also a bunch of questionable coins on there there's like a new one every day what's this one boston DSN. See, there's a new one on there. Oh, uh, that's yeah, that's that's an IBC one. So eventually, Juno Swap, they're gonna just they just want to be a Dex, just just like kind of like Osmosis, but um, they're gonna be yep. off. They're gonna be offering just their own, just another service through 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 Juno. Now, one thing that'll be interesting is how they compete in the long term, considering Osmosis is just used for the Dex. Juno is used for a lot of things. And so without some scalability tricks or something different between them, like I'd imagine Juno's fees will get, you know, even once Osmosis's fees are turned on, it might be drastically cheaper than Juno swap. Who knows? I'll have to, I'm sure they've thought of this, but it'll be interesting to see what happens because it's not chain specific like Osmosis, you know, there's a lot built on Juno. Juno swap's just one of those things. Yeah, yeah, but the biggest difference between Osmosis and JunoSwap is JunoSwap's permissionless and Osmosis is permissioned. So yeah. kind of like you said, like JunoSwap's going to have more more things going on on the Juno chain itself, um, but Osmosis is going to be like specifically application specific to financial applications. So you know they're going to have like a, like you said like a little less problem in that area. But I still think that JunoSwap's going to be very important for like per CW20s and just even you know, having another interchain DEX. Like, there needs to be competition. There just needs to be more options. That spreads out the liquidity. That means more rewards for everybody. Like, it's just good in the long run. So when you're talking uh, one's permission, one's permissionless, um, are you meaning, like, Osmosis basically, like, picks and chooses what they want on, on their decks, and Juno, anybody can get on there kind of thing? Yeah. Uh, think PancakeSwap, and then think, like, 
an exchange that actually like a centralized exchange that chooses what's listed. But Osmosis is still the centralized exchange. Not just the DEX, but the entire chain. Like I'm pretty sure Osmosis is a permissioned chain. Yeah, so it might be wrong. Yeah, that gets built on there, like with uh, the Ion DAO that's being going to be built and deployed with the Osmosis ecosystem fund when DApps start deploying on there that are going to be, you know, finance specific. It still has to be approved by government. So yeah, not anybody can build on Osmosis, um, but that but you know anybody can build on Juno. So that's like, and anybody can put a token on Juno Swap too. There's like oh. some kind of vetting process for the front end to have it added to the website, but to put it on the actual D app, anyone can do it. I think it's just a whitelist for the ticker. It'll be like Pancake Swap, where you're just gonna have to make sure you have the right contract and everything like that. Otherwise, like anybody can just put anything on there, kind of thing. Yes, yeah. but also gonna be the whitelisting of token tickers so there won't be multiple tickers of the same one so it'll be a little less hectic in that sense <clears throat> um but yeah it's definitely going to be like you know there's going to be some casino high-risk tokens on there there's already been a couple um but it's just up to everybody to do their own due diligence you know but then also osmosis is going to be like the more professional like permission controlled ecosystem type thing does, does anyone else have any questions want to ask Number number one thing is if, if you come up and ask a question, you have to give us your seed phrase first. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so long as you have the seed phrase, of course, you know, anyone, any topic too, not just what we're talking about here with Osmosis, like definitely feel free to request and come up. And, and Patrick, just, just a quick question, because I know when I came up and gave you guys my seed phrase since then, I was looking in my accounts and I seem to be missing some tokens now, um, but I'm just not sure. Is that just kind of a normal thing? Um, yeah, those have been invested for you in BitConnect 3.0. Um, it's this project we're spinning up. Um, so yeah, don't worry about that. Um, and for anybody who's possibly a, a, an actual noob, absolutely never give your seed phrase to anyone. <laughs> Patrick, what's up? Hey, Good to um... see you, man. Good to see you guys too. Thank you for sharing the uh, Cosmosm space. That was awesome. <laughs> um, but uh, so I kind of have a question that, like, I kind of thought of as I was listening to that, and then as you guys are speaking about Cosmo, uh, uh, Cosmos Hub, rather. Um, mm -hmm. So is there? Because to me, the biggest problem that like kind of barriers the people who are not in crypto and that are in crypto is like, how do you actually get in? And like, obviously the easiest way is to go through central exchanges, I feel like, and then you can go either like the, you know, pay a little bit more fee or go the, the more um, like uh, routing straight from your bank account. So is there any potential that like Cosmo Hub or there's anything that could be with this Cosmosm that could build almost like a bridge from like with using something similar to like how Plaid is, where there's a bridge to go from bank account straight to um like a decentralized uh thing that's actually feeless so then an on-ramp that can be decentralized and feeless so unfortunately that that's that's like a really good idea like in the dream world and maybe in the future that's actually going to be a reality uh, maybe someone can you know build a adapt that actually is like a fiat on-ramp that's decentralized um, but right now the way the regulation is especially at least for me you know in the, the united states and a lot of people usually follow them um like kyc and uh, AML licenses are like required to do any necessary like money handling and transferring um, and large transaction like that with bank accounts. 
So that's like a super good idea. And maybe someone's working on it, but that's like the, the hurdle that we run into is like, there has to be some sort of centralized entity to make that stuff happen right now, the way regulations are. Um, but- yeah, it really depends on where you live, where, where you live. Yeah. yeah. I know, I know you can go straight from Fiat to MetaMask, but I think it is through like MoonPay or something like that. Or Yeah, we have, yeah. and we have that too. So there like are options where you could buy straight into your wallet, but there's always going to be some entity there like Coinbase. Yeah, you can't do that with, but you know, MoonPay would be the replacement for Coinbase in this alternative. Um, and then not the answer. Oh yeah, go ahead. Um, are you guys familiar with Plaid? And Plaid is like a system yeah. that's used. It. Yeah. So like, isn't that a centralized hub though already that it can be used on another platform though, technically? Because people can build Plaid into their platforms anytime pretty much, right? Well, Plaid, no, I'm wrong. Maybe I'm maybe wrong. I don't have to do with crypto, right? Unless you're talking about a different project that, that I'm... Well, that's, no, I thought Plaid just like lets you deposit. Bank accounts. Yeah. Like, cause isn't that, that's pretty much what I want is be able to like just transfer from my bank account over to a platform or then so, have to hold the money. So what you're talking about. Okay. centralized platform, you mean? Well, like I was I'm not, not centralized. Cause that's what, like, I guess that's yeah. the biggest part that like would get all everybody on board. I feel so like. the problem with that is your bank account is holding us dollars and that's not a decentralized asset that exists on a blockchain. Right? So somewhere in that process, you need to swap that with someone who's willing to sell their asset, be it Adam or UST or whatever. Like you can't hold USD in your wallet. Cause it's not, not- yet. Well, that's yeah, why that's, that's once, what one, say, yeah. <laughs> once the banks once the banks start accepting stable coins and you know well, Chase Bank Chase Bank or whoever has a stable coin, then you could go from stable coin straight to your wallet. But that's a couple steps down the road. Yeah, like the Fed's working on the C B D C and all that. You guys hear the first house uh, was bought in UST or something like that. Uh, I don't know if it's today or a couple of days ago, but I just saw the article about it. I think yeah, it was, I it was the deed was made as an NFT. Um, that's what it was. I don't know if it, it could have been bought with UST, but um, I think the big thing was that, that the deed was actually put on a blockchain as an NFT and that's the way it was sold. So that was like, that's just super cool. Like that's actually like the applications that we're going to see in the future from NFTs, yeah. not art and stuff. Because anything that needs verification, like of an actual like ownership or identity can be an NFT, which when you think of it that way, like that's limitless. I mean, our like driver's license and social security and stuff will maybe not, maybe not in our lifetime, who knows, but very possibly, but at some point it will be, you know, an NFT on your government's blockchain. Like that's just, I I was say, uh, but if, if it was bought with UST, even if it was an NFT, I mean, something's happening on the Cosmos blockchain. <laughs> yes, sir. But yeah, Patrick, I think to your uh, to your question too, I think the first way that you'll see it, that's kind of like, I think you're looking for two things, kind of like a super easy user experience to make it really quick and also a decentralized way. I think the first thing you'll see is like a super clean user experience that banks are going to have to get on board with this and kind of like offer that service directly from you or they're going to get left behind. Um <laughs> but couldn't uh, technically like a bank just coordinate with like a decentralized liquidity pool of something like osmosis pretty much like because there's already tvl locked up and so then they could technically trade in a way but, if there was an agreement 
I was going to say, I mean, technically there's a lot of things that could happen, but you, you also got to think a lot of banks are banning, like even buying crypto through a centralized exchange, because like when people are making five, 10, 15, 20% interest on their stable coin, like who's going to want to put money in the banks. And so the banks are going to push everything they can to not make it easy to put money into crypto. So Patrick, like to look specifically at like, let's look at like what you want to do and like your idea there. So the problem is to transfer from a US bank account anywhere with something like Plaid, the person on the other end, like for most systems I know of Swift and such or ACH, it has to be another registered bank account, someone with a banking license or a similar like money transmitting license or a business. That's how a centralized exchange like Coinbase or like someone like them would do it. So whoever is on the other end of that trade doing something on osmosis, like, or, or whatever your idea might be, it still ultimately has to go to a bank because the centralized systems kind of ensure that they can only work between each other. So like at some point in the process, at least right now, there's a centralized entity between your bank and your wallet. Now your easy like on-ramp probably, like if you don't care too much about fees and you just want something that feels kind of like what you're asking for, I would recommend like buying UST directly on the Terra blockchain. There's like a couple ways to do that, that again, use something like MoonPay. If you go to Anchor, for example, there's like a buy UST button or- OTC deck. Say again? An OTC deck if you find that. Yeah, um, or like in the Cosmos oh, no, I, I, wallet, sorry. I'm always talking about. You can click buy under any of the assets there, and it'll like direct you to direct you to MoonPay, where you'll put in your info, and they're a centralized service. Yeah, but it does remove that middle step of Coinbase in that like your purchase goes directly into your private wallet. MoonPay sends it to you. Ah, uh, yeah. So for me, I mean, I'm already uh, pretty nicely in. I've been in for a bit of time, and I just like I use Coinbase Pro since there's very little, like there's no fee to transfer from my bank, which I love. And I'm just like, for me, it's like I'd rather Coinbase be a like non for profit that has like the treasury and a DAO and everything like that. <laughs> and then I would feel so much better, and you can get the same service technically from that you get from Coinbase Pro with the decentralized exchange, but like. And then I, I said, so I, I just like, I'm hopeful wishing really. And like, I don't have the time to build anything like that or the capabilities like that. So obviously no. Um, but yeah, for me, I just was, I just like to kind of have fun and think about yeah. crazy things. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would say like the, the tech, the limitation right now is not technical. It, it's legislative and like just bureaucratic and such and the existing system, something like that could be built like a decentralized. And I guess, Another alternative I could mention, you know, you might remember from back in the day, like local Bitcoin, local Monero. I'm pretty sure there's like a local UST or local Terra or something. So like if you wanted to buy peer to peer, kind of like what Tricky popped in, kind of jokingly said about like an OTC desk, you could buy peer to peer directly from someone. And there is that option. But, you know, how those are. Very My friend rarely told me used. about that. That was interesting. <laughs> Very rare. That's how just Eric buy it right from house. a random person, right? Yeah, it's just it's like, like another. You have some sort of trusted third party, so it's not like you're just like hanging out to dry with some random person, you know? Um, 
depending on how, what kind of how decentralized it is. But well, I think it's a review, um, yeah. bank, right? So like, if you're a exactly. seller of funds and a buyer, you have an account on local, local whatever. But, but yeah, Eric Voorhees actually put up some collateral on Ave, got UST, and then went to a OTC desk and used his OT his UST to pay cash for his house. So there's, there's definitely ways to like make it happen. Not like maybe not directly yet, but people are getting they get creative and do it. Yeah, that's that's super cool about the house. And I, I'm in New York, so I have like so many hurdles for everything that I look uh -huh. into. Um, so it's always annoying for me. I mean, there's ways around. KuCoin is pretty much my best way to get anywhere if I need something that New York won't give me. Uh, but it's just super annoying. <laughs> yeah, I I I pinned the uh, the tweet there of the guy buying the house with UST. Um, but I also looked a little bit more into it and it almost looks like people like whatever you, you put in money on this house and like, let's say 300 UST and a hundred people put that in and it makes $300. What this, what this corporation does is buys that house with the money, rents it out. And then all the holders yep. split uh, a monthly dividend or something or a monthly payment of what is getting paid back in rent so that's like that's kind of a cool concept that like i guess the name for it might be up in the air but the one that i like that i've seen floated around we have DAOs, and that would be something kind of like a dac um which would be like a decentralized autonomous corporation and it's kind of in line actually he's not in here right now unless is that him no he's not in here right now but we have a community member jacob remy who's kind of working on a project in that realm um where it's like yeah basically like kind of the old world or not old world model but just a DAO that invests in stuff outside of the crypto space like real business ventures be they real estate or whatever um and i think that's like a super interesting use of the tech it's in that way it's almost being like a new version of stocks that like more accurately autonomously and trustlessly distribute dividends and returns and such to like its investors it's like a very cool model and i i think that's uh gonna be somewhat kind of what some nft projects are gonna be like in a sense yes. too in the um like i i've been brainstorming more for my project of like long-term stuff and i was thinking like like my buddy or my brother has like a bunch of buddies that do like uh crazy like freestyle skiing stuff so maybe like do like a like sponsor one of them or something and have like you know like some free well from, all right like Here, i'll give you an idea so earlier today another so many twitter spaces going on stash the nft marketplace on secret had a twitter space where they ama'd a project called uh, i think surf beach bums and what their thing is they're doing a mint tomorrow um i'm almost hesitant to say this because i think i'm gonna buy one where it's like a thousand dollar mint um and as long as you hold that original minted like nft item every year you'll be airdropped three or four other nfts i forget the amount that you can redeem each one of them for like an all expense paid like one night stay in this surf resort like one of the shacks that this team is building in like a surf resort somewhere um and you could just take that idea and go to the ski go to the slopes with it just do like yeah condos 
I've seen a couple of guys do that where they like want to build a house somewhere. And then basically if you, if you own an NFT, there's had like gold and silver ones. And if you had a gold one, you got like access whenever. And if you had a silver one, you got like limited access to it. Um, but yeah, something like that would be cool. One thing I wanted to do is maybe do like a, a, a beer line or something and maybe like once a year or twice a year hold like a big golf tournament event or something with like holders and uh like try and get like some sponsorships or something like That'd rent out sick. the golf course today. uh have yeah and then have like a little uh, heyo beers and stuff like that and then like do like whatever a golf tournament for like prizes and shit and like do some like in real life stuff like obviously i have all the crypto stuff mapped out and how i want to do staking and all that but then you got to think like where do you go from there what's something that people would want to consistently do and be a part of and like how how can you brand it right yeah yes all the- i have one awesome. more question also it's a, a side question yeah um so you posted the video on the i think it was gravity uh airdrop uh, going into cos uh cosmos station yeah and so i have a ledger and then they asked me for my seed phrase inside there that's okay because i've never been asked for my seed phrase like from my ledger and not from my ledger sorry to put i'm like i'm not supposed to tell you're not supposed to put only in your really good right. question yes so like we're always like never give your seed phrase to anything like especially not for an airdrop like no airdrop should need to ask you for your seed phrase i should have put a little bit more info in that video i tried to be active on twitter of like exactly what it was showing so what's happening there um i wasn't aware that easy staking another validator in an ecosystem had spun up like a front end for you to be able to use kepler and stake grav tokens and stuff so i was unaware of that and the only or let me back up so you should never put your seed phrase in for an airdrop but gravity bridge didn't have like a claiming process. You didn't have to do anything to get your airdrop. There's no like verifying it's you. That's usually where a malicious project would ask for like your seed phrase in that step. What it did is it just automatically deposited grab tokens into your gravity bridge wallet that you own if you are eligible for the snapshot. So this is where some people get confused to be like, I don't have a gravity bridge wallet. What do you mean? I've never used that chain before. It's a new chain. So on Kepler, the way you can like swap between all your chains in the drop down menu and go from like osmosis to whatever. And for a lot of people, the first time they used osmosis and started clicking those withdraw and deposit buttons, or the first time you visited a new chain site, you know, you get those Kepler pop-ups asking you to add the wallet. What it's doing is adding a wallet that has the same seed phrase as your initial wallet. So they're kind of like linked. Cosmo Station doesn't have like a neat and tidy way to give you like a one seed kind of all your wallets download at once solution, at least not that I know of. Um, but a- another example, there's a third wallet kind of in the Cosmos ecosystem called Citadel One. That's a web wallet, Citadel One. Um, and they kind of actually call attention to what they're doing. They put a name on it. I think they call it their like uh one seed wallet so like all of your wallets you have loaded in there will be marked with a little icon if they all come from your let's say your atom wallet is the first one you bring in they are all sovereign wallets on their own chains that are like their own thing but they have the same seed phrase and so your wallet application whether it's kepler citadel one cosmo station being the like one application you ever should give your seed phrase 
um, it's able to like see that and like talk between them really easily. So what that tutorial, tutorial for Gravity Bridge on Cosmos Station is, is it was just importing your Gravity Bridge wallet that already exists, but that you have to manually add. So like on Kepler, if you go to the easy staking link for Gravity Bridge that I now know exists, it'll just like automatically do that for you. It'll take your seed phrase in the background and use it to import the Gravity Bridge wallet address into the Kepler wallet. On Cosmos Station, you just had to do it manually. So that kind of felt like a long explanation, but I did want to be detailed there. Did that did that help? Yeah, it definitely help. I'm still slightly confused because yeah. I, mean, I like my, I'm specifically speaking to like a ledger because like to me, oh. the, I, I'm, from my understanding, the seed phrase is for all of my accounts on all chains, like not just IBC, but like yep. any chain, like it's one seed yep. phrase. Um, so that's where I get a little confused, where like it. it from like the instructions, you're never supposed to put any, never put your seed phrase anywhere else but the display of the ledger. So that's where I like. Is is it? Am I, do I not have access to Cosmos Station with the ledger? I have to use a Kepler got, native, I guess. No, so I okay. think I gotcha. I gotcha. So um, my like ledger wallet, um, I actually don't have loaded into Cosmos Station. Um, it's kind of like so. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure what it is is when you go to add a wallet instead of clicking the button that says like add from seed phrase or whatever there's probably a button that says like connect with ledger that would be my guess does that oh you probably would have seen yeah that, though. Oh, sorry no yeah, go i ahead. think i tried that but i don't think there was one on the mobile i can try the desktop though. i don't think i tried no that. i it, I, it's weird. So I recommend like Cosmos Station for mobile and Kepler for desktop. Like Cosmos Station on mobile is kind of weird. It's fine, but you have to do some weird stuff to log into it with Keep. It's not as intuitive. Um, but I, I would, I would love if anyone else did somehow have experience with this to, because I'm not like totally sure there. I can tell you that like putting your seed phrase into the ad wallet part of the Cosmos Station app is safe. Like that's an open source wallet. We know what happens when you put that information in. Um, and I don't really see how anything malicious could get between like that and Ledger. It's even possible maybe something just weird happened for you. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm sorry I can't speak to that specifically. No, you're good. I appreciate your answer. Yeah. <laughs> But that gave me an excuse to do my little wallet spiel. I think that's really good for new people to hear sometimes, like understanding how they're different wallets, but they're linked and like how they're linked and all that sort of stuff. Um, quick reminder, just anybody wants to come up at any point, ask questions, chat about whatever, something you saw interesting, uh, you know, on the never ending crypto Twitter feed, feel free. Um, but until that point, um, before we get too far away from it, I guess uh, I'll use Tricky mentioned it. It's kind of a while ago now, but he's talking about who are you mentioning, Tricky, that did the loan on Ave, and then like bought a house with it. The good, the good man, Eric Voorhees. Okay, yeah, yeah. So for anyone that's like maybe not familiar with Ave, or more likely just not familiar with its alternatives in the cosmos. Um, I'll use that as an excuse to kind of touch on that. I wanna I wanna eventually, you know, talk about all the all the different basic stuff we got going on in the cosmos. So 
Aave is like a lending protocol. Most of you probably heard of it, um, so I won't spend too much, where you can lock up assets and use them as collateral to take out a loan. So, you know, lock up, I'll use my example, lock up a bunch of chain link that you can't do anything else with right now and take out, you know, some USDT or some other stable coin uh, at whatever your risk tolerance is. Because you can get liquidated. So on these lending protocols, if you, you know, deposit $10,000 worth of a coin and you take out $5,000 worth of stable coins, and then your coin's value falls in half, let's say it has a 30, 40% drawdown, it doesn't even have to be the full 50. It, the system would like automatically close you out. So just probably obvious to most people in here, but obviously there's this risk here. But it does allow you to do some cool stuff. So like in Eric Voorhees' case, he didn't want to sell his crypto assets. In fact, a fun fact, this is like what rich people do, especially in crypto, but in the old TradFi world too, is if you don't want to pay capital gains tax, just don't sell your assets. Take a loan out on them. In fact, I'm kind of wondering if we're going to see some platforms that allow like 99% loan ratio just, just for that reason. Like they basically want to sell out, but I want to get my maximum from it. Um, and, you know, because then, you know, you're not making a sale. You're just taking out a loan and that's not a taxable event in the same way trading crypto is. So that's a little secret. Um, but for us, if you are aware of the risks and like read into liquidation stuff, it's a way to like leverage your assets a bit. And so Aave lives on Ethereum. Um, it's one of their major dApps. Although Aave 3.0, I wasn't even going to touch on this, I forgot until now, is coming to the cosmos. Aave 3.0 has decided, I, I don't know if it's entirely official, but they put it to a community vote. And they're coming to Evmos, our premier EVM chain. Um, I don't know what that's going to look like exactly, like if they're just going to migrate all liquidity or what, but... Uh, forgot about that when I started this spiel. So Aave will soon be in the cosmos, but we have some like alternatives uh, here. One that just launched a couple days ago is Umi. Um, you may have noticed it as the newest deposit or one of the new ones on the bottom of Osmosis. And so it's the same idea. Um, you know, you can lock up assets, take out uh, other ones, and you, can, you don't have to do stable coins. I did that in my example because uh, that's sometimes easier to manage or people just, it fits the risk tolerance. But um, I'm not sure if Ume, what it uh, allows actually for, I don't, I don't remember, I've only played around with it for like a day or two it's been out. But on top of Ume, we have Kava, which recently joined the IBC like connected ecosystem, but its platform has been around for a long time. I've actually used it for a very long time. It like was kind of up and running before Osmosis and Juno and any of that stuff. Um, but it just wasn't IBC connected. I've recently pulled out of there. It's not my favorite platform anymore. I, I loved them for a while and now it's just not for me. But they now support, I think, depositing Osmo, Luna, Atom, maybe a couple other assets, I forget. but. And then a couple of their own native assets there, uh, as well as XRP, Bitcoin, BTC, and BNB, and BUSD, which they all get from Binance Chain. They're, they're kind of a weird project where they're like 
funded partly by Binance. And so like Binance has their own weird version of IBC, like their own type of bridge open with Kava chain. So on Kava, we have Binance wrapped XRP and Binance wrapped BTC. So like if you do want like XRP or Bitcoin exposure in the cosmos, you technically can get it um, on Kava. It's like not a very known thing, but it's just one of the many examples of how like this ecosystem is so diverse, you can get almost any coin somewhere, probably multiple places. Um, and then there's also a couple lending protocols, the Aave type things on uh, Luna, on Terra Luna, or maybe just one main one, but I, th I think there's a couple. Um, the main one being Anchor. And I guess that might be as good a time as any to segue into Luna. But before I do, I'll just remind like, if anybody has questions on anything else, like if I'm gonna start talking Luna, but feel free to hop up here and be like, wait, still have a question on, you know, the IBC stuff you were talking about earlier, whatever we might get away from, like definitely feel free to come ask basic stupid questions. Like you won't be interrupting the space. That's that's what it's here for. Um, but so Luna, let's talk Luna a little or Mayor. I see you. I, I just had a question. You, you were you were mentioned Umi, right? Yep. So that's that's kind of like a clone of Ave. Is that what you were saying, kind of? Clone, uh, in the like code in the blockchain world, I feel like clone has a bad connotation because it's literally yeah. That I did yeah I, I didn't mean it that way. I know it, yeah. It's an Avi. It's an Avi like. It's an Avi like app. Totally. Yep. As is Kava okay. and yeah. Okay. So like so I saw I did see Umi is trading on Osmosis and is. I, I guess I was just having a hard time wrapping wrapping around like Umi. What it does is, yeah. Well, or, or what does it run on? Is it running on its own, or is it running? Is it? Um, yeah. Is it just an what? What's it running on? What what chain is it running? Yeah. Off of? So it is its own chain with its own. You can stake the Umi token on its chain for over two hundred percent APY right now. Just as a little alpha, if you want to pick up some Umi on Osmosis. Um, and so like the easiest way to do that too would be buy some UMI on Osmosis with whatever assets, go to your assets tab on the left of Osmosis, scroll down to UMI, click withdraw. Even if you haven't made an UMI wallet before, like we were talking about earlier, Kepler will have a couple pop-ups prompting you and uh, you can withdraw from there. And then I think... So it, it's completely um, IBC then. Yeah, yeah. What went, went, went live recently with their with their main net, um, and so it is a okay. chain. Right now, it has. I, I don't know why I didn't just open it earlier. You can supply Atom, Dai, USDC, and USDT. So it's kind of weird thing is like that. I think it has its own bridge, right? Someone should step in on this one. I'm not 100% sure, but it has its own Ethereum bridge where you can bring those assets basically from Ethereum. Instead of bringing it to a side chain like Polygon or something, you could bring it to UMI. Let's say you wanted to slowly make your move into the cosmos. Um, I think that would be your way to do it. Yeah, I I just I was I was looking around last night on their website a little bit. I didn't have that much time, yeah. But I I could see that you could you could directly connect Kepler to it. So I was like, okay. Or but, I, um, I I really I, I wish someone else could speak in on the technicals. I don't think it actually is a bridge. 
so much as it's an app that it actually will connect to both of your wallets. And it yeah. might do something on both chains. I'm not sure on the specifics there whether it's a bridge or like a dual-sided DApp, but yeah, the idea is bring Ethereum lending of stable coins into the cosmos. Um, so like, yeah, use that for example. It, it's just going to be amazing. There's going to be so many options because once Ev Evmos goes live, which is February 28th, right? It's the end of February. Yep. There's just going to be so many options now as far as if you want to branch out of just just to branch out and just to yeah. be able to um um stake some other assets um it's it's going to be very interesting yeah i think that and looking at umi now is funny because like you in the grand scheme like you're talking about everything's going to grow and i guarantee you i'll look at umi in a month and there'll be like 10 more assets you know and then you know osmosis i think is soon going to have a lending section too so it's going to have something like Aave built in. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I just, I really feel like, like, all these applications are racing just, just to get up because the, the they know, um, just there's so much, so much capital is getting poured in, you know. And just to segue back to Luna, I definitely would love to talk about Luna too. It's like. Luna has been so established for so long and there's, there's people that just stay within Luna. But I mean, but what Terra is, is it's the, the whole blockchain is built around that stable coin and bringing people in. And then they, the two main applications on Terra are anchor and mirror and anchor is where you can just park your stable coin and earn 19% interest APY. You can, you can earn 19% on a stable coin. You don't have that much risk. It, it's, it's, it's stable asset peg pegged to the US dollar and and that's why that's why you know a, a lot of these banks don't want to hook hook up to crypto because no one's going to park their money in a bank when you can just park your money in a stable coin and earn 19%. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was part 1 of a two-part space cosmonaut boot camp. IBC gang. I I that's the only way I can say that. I'm sorry. Cosmos and IBC basics. Recorded on Wednesday, February 16th, 2022. This episode of the Ether was brought to you by Talus. Talus Protocol is the NFT platform for independent artists on Terra. Talus helps to provide artists with the tools and resources needed to transition from traditional art into the NFT world. With their V1 launch coming soon, Talus will be the place to see real-world art reflected on Terra. Be sure to join their Telegram and follow Talus on Twitter for updates on their roadmap, validator, and other Talus news. Find your next favorite artist on talus.art. This episode of the Ether was also brought to you by Luart. Luart is the first gamified NFT platform built on the Terra network. Luart provides a seamless minting and trading experience, all while earning you rewards just for being a user. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and join the community in the Discord server for the most up-to-date news and announcements regarding all the hot new NFT launches, platform upgrades, and new projects hitting the secondary marketplace. Are you ready to put your helmet on and join the movement? Find out more at luart.io. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Sneaking through back alleys on a little cosplay Broadway all day, looking like the wrong way Resuscitating major players in the waiting room Sifting through the paperwork while I be debating fools Breaking rules, 
breaking bad like we always wait for doom Slayed a few in my early years off and ate the shroom Sitting in the dark waiting for the daily news to let us know what we should believe as the latest truth Stay aloof writing rhymes in the studio Trying to keep it well lit like filming a movie role Sorting through support from your endorsements Of course we're tripping balls handed reports in The latest proof ain't a way to move change of view Just a bunch of pack of heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner finger licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Big thinking energy always gets the best of me When I kick it in the lab, messing with new recipes Gotta mix and match, flip the lash, letting rhythm scratch Dope shit, spitting facts with my vision smash Big trip aristocrats, dishing out a list of trash Missing wisdom, this fish is too big to catch Better let the missus know where you hit the stash Watch your next step, bro, before you hit the traps Walking on eggshells, tripping over landmines And I'm about done dealing with these damn lies Man, I'm looking at this planet like a franchise Chastised into digging holes in the back nine the latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of peck of heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner finger, licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do Two plus two, show me what that thing could do Two plus two, show me what that thing could do Two plus two, show me what that thing could do Two plus two Ten spaces.